Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time, time sports, sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. Well, Coach, we've turned the page. You turned another year older back in December. Now you've turned another page. We turn now to 2024. Do you feel that much younger knowing that you're not a – It's a lot It's a lot of pages that you're turning there, Hawk. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I, can, I can accept one of those pages, but, you know, you can, you're making it – Unbearable. I, I feel like I'm Methuselah. Well, you're not quite that. We'll ask you the question. Randy and I pose this question even to ourselves because we're we're not 40 years old anymore either. Did, was there a time in your life that you could have said 2024? I can't wait for that year. Did, did you ever? Do any of us ever think I, we're going to be here that long? No. Rick, I didn't think I'd ever be around. You know, as a matter of fact, if I had known I was going to be here this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. No, this 2024, I hope it brings us all of us uh, peace and, and, and everything that's good that can come out of it. I, uh, let's hope for 24 to do it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, what do you think? Uh, okay, so you you've been through this. The calendar changes, and now all of a sudden you're into conference play. What What did you think as a head coach when it's, when you're getting ready to play your first conference game? Um, you can hardly, to me, I was, you know, I'd be very, very anxious to get started. I mean, we've been playing exhibition games and uh, games that don't really count. And it's now, you know, every time you walk off basically on the floor, it's a counter. And, it's another season, so we've done one season. That's that preseason getting ready, and now you're in the, the second part of that season. And of course, no, nothing is even better than the third part of the season, and that's tournament play. Coach, I was I was going to say, uh, I was talking. We were talking earlier with uh, one of your former players, who is now an SEC Network commentator. Mr. Patrick Bradley, and uh, I was using uh, one of your former players who played right alongside with Pat. 
I don't know how much you've got a chance to see Keon Minifield. Uh, exploded the other night for 32 points against Wilmington. But I made the comparison with Pat uh, to Kareem Reed because of Kareem's extreme quickness, uh, his ability uh, to get downhill in a hurry. I know we think of that as being more of a football term, downhill. But uh, he has injected a whole different element into Coach Musselman's team just with the, just with his mere presence. Well, you got it. He, he's almost a guy that could probably play ping pong by himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, he he can. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm amazed with the the, the quickness. Uh, even though Kareem was probably, no doubt, the, the fastest or the quickest guard that I'd ever coached. And 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 he's it's true he could almost move the ball down the floor uh, with his dribble and his speed, you know, as one would be able to just stand out and pass it down there. Uh, and he was you hardly ever took it from him, you know. A lot of times you got them little guards they get carried away, and then they start getting fancy instead of clever and lose the ball. But with Kareem, he wasn't one of those guys who lost the ball. And this young man we're just talking about is, is made in that type same mold. You know, he just he makes everybody better on his team. Well, that's certainly the case with uh, Minifield from what we've seen so far in three games. Okay, Randy, we interrupt this basketball to tell you that you were talking about the Alabama transfers. Nine of them went into the portal. Wow. Including former five-star receiver Shaz Preston, so I'd say go get him. Uh, quarterback Eli Holstein, one of the top 25 prospects in the country before he signed, but then when he realized that uh, the quarterback at Alabama was coming back, he, he's leaving. Uh, defensive back, another receiver. So, Nolan, when we talk about the transfer portal, I always bring up that if anybody's coming out of Georgia or Alabama, go get them. Because if they went there in the first place, they ought to be pretty darn good. And we didn't know this till just a few minutes ago, so that's why I brought it up during your segment. Well, that's good because it's, that's a part of talking sports, man. That's, uh, things are so different now. I mean, you know, you're, you're playing against the guy – one minute and one minute you're playing with it, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa. It's it's a new ball game, fellas. It's uh, you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, you can't count on anyone, not anyone, with that with that, those kind of rules. So, good luck. So yeah. I'm say. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm sure there'll be some other folks that are interested in those same Alabama players, regardless of whether Arkansas is or not, because uh, Rick is correct, Coach. When you hear a player transferring from Georgia or Alabama get your attention automatically because you do think they have to be a certain quality to have ever been offered a scholarship by Alabama. Um, Coach, going back to speed, uh, when you were building your roster, I mean, I, I don't think of, of Big Nasty being a, a sprinter, but he could get up and down the floor. But how much how much emphasis uh, in your in your building process did you place upon speed? Oops. 
I'm still showing him connected. Yeah. And I haven't heard a dial tone in my ear. No. Can you hear no. me now? There oh, you go. We can hear you. There yeah. you go, Coach. Okay. Okay. And you, you, you had a question about how much speed is important much, to me. Yes. As a coach, how much was that important to you? Well, and I was saying that it's very important to me from the speed standpoint because, of course, the, the fast break is a, is a speed game. Mm. It's a you know, that's what I was saying the last time we met with Eddie playing the type of basketball that slowed it down, uh, the Iba uh, deal, the, the play of the coaches that grind, grind it out. Uh, speed is not that important to them because they're, they're not using, they're not trying to take things. Uh, from my standpoint, I'm trying to take the ball from you. And if you slow down and give me a chance to get close to you, and then I'm I got a good chance of taking it. But but then you got those teams that are very good and handle the ball very well. Uh, uh, you don't need to be that quick or that fast. Just being able to be clever and good, fair hands and catch and see the right opportunities to make the right passes. Mine is a, is is totally different now. You you know you're talking about everybody's got getting the best of shape, and hopefully, guys, uh, I was watching at the Razorbacks team, they got five guards that, God, they got some speed, and I think, uh, hopefully, that when that takes place, boy, that, that, that changes the game. That changes the game from, from when, when you can use it. Uh, you know, if you got it and don't use it, then it doesn't matter. But if you got it and you can, and can use it, to me, that's that's crucial. Well, then you must have loved watching the game, which was the fastest-paced game Arkansas has played all year to score 106. They gave up 90, and he wasn't too happy about that, but they scored 106, and it was a much quicker game. That's a game you love to well, watch, that, don't that, you? That, that was beautiful. That was beautiful <laughs> because because what I saw was, was shots being made in rhythm and, and, and speed and, and – you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't use his speed or anything. I'm just saying that for me, I, I, the tempo of the game has got to be up all the way, especially at home. And I'm, I'm trying to get 100 points. You know, it, a lot of times they just want to try to win. The basketball game is, is one thing. But when you go out there and you're you, 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 you peeling off points after uh, being able to run the ball, shoot the ball on time and rhythm. You know, your timing starts to get better. You start feeling good about yourself. The fans are really involved in the game. And no matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it, I want the fans in the game. And that's where you get them in the game. Coach, one of the, I think, underrated aspects of talking about playing fast and and using that speed on a fast break, is the outlet pass. That doesn't seem to be as valued as, in my opinion, as it once did. I mean, if you don't get a good outlet pass, you're certainly not going to be able to get the offense generated. Well, Randy, you know, when you talk about the outlet pass, and there's no question what you're saying is absolutely true. But if you don't ever work on an outlet pass, why should you make good outlet pass? That's true. You know, in other words, if you came to my practice, you'd say, God Almighty, they're doing everything full court. 
Well, I play full court. That's why I do everything full mm-hmm. court. Now, they, oh, if you notice, if you see Arkansas and you can get them down into a half-court offense, and then they struggle. Well, of course we struggle. We don't practice half-court offense <laughs> as much. Now, what happens if we get you in a speed game? When you struggle? Yes. So who's going to wish, who's going to work their will on on the, on each other? It's not I don't feel that it's your turn, my offense against your defense and your defense against my offense. That's I, I want I want to have defense, 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 offense. Offense, defense, 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 offense. If I go in that type and that kind of rhythm, that means I have stops. And if I have stops, I'm going to be able to get that ball and get it out and let's go. And there's a lot of practices. I don't want the basketball to touch the floor even though if it goes into the basket. Get it out of the net and get it in and get it going. That's my style. It's always been the style that I've enjoyed the most, and our players get the chance to play the most. You know, you get a chance to play your players. You, you know, you, you develop some trust. They develop trust in you, and, and we're, I think we're in business at that point. I, that, I still can see it. I can shut my eyes. I can still see Oliver Miller. I know you talked about his arm strength and so forth, but the touch – Michael Penix the other night may have thrown some pinpoint passes in that Washington mm-hmm. game with Texas. Yeah. Oliver uh-huh. used to thread the needle just as well, and he could he could throw it the full length of the court. And uh, yes. you better be ready for it. Yes, indeed. Uh, he made the game very. He made the game a lot easier for Todd Day. He made the game a lot easier for Malie Mayberry. <laughs> you know, when when we talk about a point guard, that's a point forward. Well, Big O was a point center. Mm-hmm. He played the center spot, but was able to give the ball up like he, like he was a point guard, <laughs> and and on time. And, and all you got to do is get your hands in the right spot, and you would catch it because you leave it. He didn't and knock you down. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So he he was he was something very special when it came to to the uh, speed game, and 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 it wasn't about running, you know. I remember one of my assistants told me, uh, he said that uh, Big O is running the Cleveland Hill, and he's last every game, every time he runs. I, that didn't bother me. I, he, he's not here to run the Cleveland Hill. <laughs> I said, I don't care. If he play like he plays every day, he don't never have to finish first, second, third, fourth, fifth. He don't even have to finish. Yeah. That's not what it's all about. It's trying to get my guys as, as much uh, uh, in shape as I possibly can. But it wasn't about what's your time, and if you don't do this, you don't get to play. No, no. Just run it. Run it at your own pace, but run it. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, Big O was, was a special player. You know, there are guys that outgrow their positions um, that maybe they were younger, they weren't quite as big. Do you think Oliver Miller, say, as a sixth or seventh grader, could have been a heck of a quarterback because of his arm and maybe just outgrew the position? Well, you, you know, I think he was. He, he, he did play football, and he could. He was a quarterback at one time. I think he played even fullback uh, back in the day when they ran the T formation or something. Uh, you know, he... he 
He could have played. I'm not even sure he couldn't have played baseball. He could have. I know he could have been a hell of a pitcher coming off that mound, and probably whipping that bad boy over 100 miles an hour. You know, because he could probably do that. But uh, uh, he, I, I guess at one point he fell in love with the game of basketball, and that's where he, that's where he made his career. He had a special talent. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. I mean, you think back at some of the athletes. And uh, you were you were using Big O as one example there, but gosh, I think of uh, a guy like uh, Clint McDaniel. Could he not have been a heck of a defensive back? Uh, Corey right. Corey Beck. What could he have been? I mean, he could have been anything he wanted to be. Well, uh, they I were think. athletes, Brandon. They're yeah. athletes. Yeah. Every time you got an athlete that can run, jump. And, you know, if they can catch a little bit, they become a wide out, a receiver, or, or as you mentioned, a defensive back. Back in my day, guys who played uh, uh, in the NFL, some of them were basketball, had been basketball players. I, mm-hmm. I think of Cornell Green, the guy that played many years with, with the Dallas Cowboys, I believe. Yeah. He was yes, a back. He never played football in college. They started drafting a bunch of the kids. Uh, I got in, in a position where playing basketball got got more involved with playing the football. Never played it in college. Played it all through high school. But but some of your best uh, some of your best players in, in high school sports today are basketball players who play football. Well, you know they're, this. They're, they're you know this, coach. Uh, I've always contended one of the greatest athletes of all time, who happened to be a world champion boxer. His name was Muhammad Ali. I think yeah. Muhammad Ali could have been a awesome football player. Maybe Jim Brown type of player. He could have played tight end. He could have played whatever he wanted to play with his quickness, his motor skills, hand-to-eye coordination, all that stuff. But I think he could have probably played other sports. He just happened to be a great boxer. Well, you, you're absolutely right there. He's a tremendous athlete. You know, uh, that, that's the bottom line. When, when you can have those, that's a gift. Oh, you know, you don't, you know, say somebody says teach. You can, you can only teach so much, and some of it becomes a gift that comes from the heavens uh, that you can get or do the things that you can do and others cannot do it. Coach, I remember him dancing like a butterfly and then stinging like a bee, but he would have his hands down at his waist and inviting the other fighter, hit me if you can, hit me if you can. And I've said him what, you know, Bob back and forth, his head back and forth, and he hadn't hadn't received the blow yet. That was, that to me, of all the things, Besides dancing on his toes, even if the rounds are only three minutes, to do that 15 rounds back then was strictly amazing to me. Well, that, that once again, you can put your, you know, he can he could put his arms anywhere he wanted to put them. You can put his fist on anywhere he wanted to put it on your face. And so, <laughs> you know, you, you had a lot of problems when you dealt with him. You know, uh, I, I, you know he, he's like I said, he's the all time, all great, time great. 
Of course, I came up basically in the Joe Lewis's day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of those guys that could knock out a, a, a bull or a mule with one punch. You know, some guys were like dynamite punches. But then comes along the dancing, flamboyant uh, guy who, who who brags on himself and most, you know, who tells the world that he is the greatest which I call self self praise is sometimes the greatest praise you can get if you praise yourself and go out and take and execute it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he could do. He could go out and execute his praising. Uh, I, I will, you know, I'll always uh, remember him as one of the all all time great athletes. Well, coach, that, you, don't you think that he was the first? He's the first that I remember athlete that understood that even sports was entertainment because a lot of that stuff w- was just show and it attracted a lot of attention and he was entertaining, not just an athlete. He was entertaining. Do you think he maybe was the first one that kind of grasped that concept? I think, you know, again, he was one of the most colorful guys there was period. And sometimes some things happen and you don't even know why. You know, uh, I can see him as, as being a, a fighter that knew how to fight, a, a fighter who, who knew when to fight, and to know that you know, he could also excite the crowd when he fought for. I thought the, the more he knew about that thing, the better off he was as a fighter. He was the master of promotion. I hated it, but I loved watching him because I thought he is so arrogant, especially when he <laughs> named his round when he was going to take that opponent out. Love that. Coach, hang on. we got to take a break. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. And let's do this if my... There we go. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. And, Rick, if you would, talk about the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, please. Gift, giftyvonne.com, G-I-F-T-Y-V-O-N-N-E.com. That's the way that you can give to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, great organization. They do a lot to help young people and people in need all over the state of Arkansas. They've been doing that since the prime of Coach Richardson's career. He has, uh, here's a guy that's in his in his stages of life where most people just stop what they're doing just to relax. He doesn't do that at all. He still wants to help people. No one gets zero from this. It's a great tax-deductible gift. We will tell you also that Slim Chickens, our sponsor for Nolan Richardson, when they uh, give the talent fee, it goes straight to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. So you're enjoying Nolan as a result of Slim Chickens, and because he wants that Yvonne Richardson Foundation to be successful, so I hope that uh, as you're considering even first of the year giving, that you will consider that. The coach is with us through March. 
And wouldn't it be great to see uh, donations build by the day uh, for the Yvonne Richardson Foundation? Absolutely. Very well said. Thank you. Uh, Coach, this from our Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Steve says, Coach, I think Lee Mayberry was the greatest point guard when it comes to 40 minutes of hell. He seemed to be able to sense when other teams were tired. During the timeout, I would see you and Lee having a conversation. What were y'all saying to each other? Coach, where are you taking me for dinner tonight? <laughs> well, you know, that guy's very observant. Lee, Lee was a, a tremendous condition kind of player. Uh, uh, you know, I never had to say very much to, to, to Lee Mayberry about effort. You know, effort is so important in the game that we try to play. And, and he was so above that part of it. Uh, the things that that uh, is never Lee had never talked to me. You know, I talked to him, but he never talked to me. <laughs> and so, so I think it's only one time that he that I, I jumped him, uh, and, and I never forget the game we playing LSU. And at halftime, Lee had taken one shot, made made the shot, I believe, or two shots, and made one of them. But he had two points, and we're playing. We're getting beat by fifteen by LSU, I believe. And I jumped him. I said, I can't believe you can be the kind of player that you're capable of being. And you take one or two shots. They limited you to that. And, and I mean, your defense is good and it always will be. You got to score some points. And he scored 32 that second half. Hmm. But he, 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 no, I'm saying, God, mighty, I got to jump his butt every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I mean, I didn't know it was going to work that good, but he, he was that kind of a person. You never knew was he, was he was 10 up or 10 down. He had the same mannerisms, the same, you know, he, he'd go about the game the same way all the time. So he, he was on even keel. When John Wooden say balance is the greatest part of the game, well, in Lee's life, it was balance. He was a balanced basketball player. Coach, did he ever sweat? I, I don't think I've ever – I never remember Lee Mayberry even having a sweat on his brow. Well, like I said, he, he was what you call that perfect athlete. That, yeah. That ran good, jumped good, passed good, shot good. I mean, he, he did it all. Uh, and the thing that made him so different is that – the thing that made him so different is that he, he kept the same, uh, seemed like his attitude never changed whether it went up or down. He kept it in, 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 in a nice pace that would make him just a solid basketball player. Uh, get, just know how to get the job done. He was good. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Coach. This was my observation, and that is Lee obviously could have scored 30 every night, but Lee was so unselfish, it was all about the team. Todd Day was a guy that had to get his points, and Todd was better because Lee was his teammate, and Lee recognized that. Am I correct? Absolutely. I tell you what, you know, you can go further than that. That's why Big O's involved. Big O made all of them happy. Lee made Todd happier. <laughs> See, and when, when that happens, you 
you've got a harmony of the three of your top players on, on a team. Every, all, everyone seems to know what the other one needed. Big O knew that between Todd and Lee Mayberry that he could get kick it out to Todd and he bust you a shot. And he knew that he could get it to Lee and he could attack the basket and score. Lee knew that he, he, he could give it to O or he could pass it out to Todd. And, and and they they seem to know it's a gift, as I call it. We were very fortunate to have those guys on the same team at the same time. When I was a young coach coming in, the team that I saw do that with their players was the triplets. Mm. You wonder they all look like they're about six four. Mm-hmm. They all pass the ball good. You got Sydney who could do almost everything and made everybody yeah. happy. Yeah. You got Boothead who was, to me, one of the premier basketball players that's ever played the game. Yeah. And then you got Marvin, who was the guy that kind of made every fit everybody's deal. And he played on a different era team. He might have been a leading scorer. Uh, oh, the other, yeah. Any one of those guys could have gone somewhere, as they do today, <laughs> and average 30 points. Totally agree. Yeah, Marvin, if he and um, Dillard had a shootout, <laughs> we all think about Dillard's range. I'm not sure his was any better than Marvin Delft's. The difference was his counted three and Marvin's counted two. And also, Sutton didn't let Marvin shoot as many times as he might have liked to. So, <laughs> otherwise, he, yeah. he, yeah, otherwise, you're right. He he. I think Marvin could have averaged 30 points a game with his shot. He loved yeah. to shoot. And he could shoot. That's yes, he the, could. You know, the part was that, you know, he he was – he would be probably a coach's dream to have a kid that can shoot and want to shoot but was in control enough to, to give it up for the sake of the team. Uh, that's why I say they, they kind of all – when you you put them, I, I thought the same. That that's what our Todd Day and Lee and Big O to me were like representing that. Uh, and when I was thinking about that, I said, you know, just think about this. There was the five Slamma Jammers in the eighties. There was a uh, Fab Five, yeah, which was the Michigan team. And then you got the Triplets, which was the Arkansas team. Then you got forty minutes of hell. Mm-hmm. You can recognize and say those names anywhere. This was done. It had to be in Arkansas, and they can tell you who you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nice, nice to have that kind of notoriety, isn't it? and 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 you have to earn that. You don't get it just by showing up. You got to earn that. Absolutely, absolutely. Thing that was uh, interesting about Marvin was his unorthodox shot yeah it was almost like a slingshot and Uh he has got i mean he had to have perfected that in the backyard because most coaches automatically if you just saw his mechanics you'd think "Ah, i gotta change that i gotta correct that that's that's not the proper technique absolutely right the the coaches will will mess up something that (laughs) that somebody had already worked all their life at fixing. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's the same. Uh, I think about that all the time when the coach says, 
hey, we need to work on this shot. His elbow is sticking out. I said, does it go in? Does the ball go in? <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he makes a shot, but we could really make it uh, better. I said, yeah. How, how can you make him better? He, 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 I mean, the guy shooting between 40 and 50% every night. Yeah. How do you change? How do you fix that? Well, you know, to me, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. That is, that is, but that they, is. they seem to think they get credit for saying, I taught him how to shoot. <laughs> I, you don't teach. It's amazing. We never teach any player how to shoot who can't shoot. <laughs> that's right. We never take claim for that. Say, hey, he can't shoot. Well, that's my fault because I, I straightened his elbow out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, uh, good, that was a good question with the, the, the triplets. There, there's, there's, I guess now I define everything as you got to have three three players to have a chance to, to, to do it all. And they don't have to be draftees. They just have to be players that can play with each other and play among the other players. The NBA will never know how good Marvin could have been because he chose the ministry and uh, opted not to play. Uh, he was drafted uh-huh. by my team, the Boston Celtics, and uh, never played because of, of that commitment he made. I think he was playing with an FCA team, was he not, Rick? I can't remember now, but something like that. The purest, uh-huh. the purest shooter. Now you're talking about a pure shooter, and whose technique was picture perfect. On the other hand, was Boothead. He just, I mean, he would glide through the air and made everything look yeah. so I, simple. I watched that. I, I, uh, you know, when I was a junior college coach, when you raise the back. Played down in, 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 in Lubbock. One of the my top high school kids played at Tech, and Ralph Brewster. He was a high school player for me, and I went down and watched him play every time that Razorback came. And I, I, I kept saying, "Boy, that, that kid there can really stick it." And that was Boothead, and he could hit uh, shots that were tough shots. You know, he had to have it. He all he made tough shots, and then. That's why I recognize the fact that there's a, there's a lot of good players and a lot of good shooters, but there's some there's some of those guys that make the shots when they count the most, and they don't make them when they when you need it the most. But uh, Bootyhead was one of those guys to me that could, could make shots. You had you, you coach. You had a closer in uh, Scotty Thurman. You needed a basket, a yeah, big basket. Didn't matter the stakes. Didn't matter the situation. Give it to uh, Scotty. Absolutely right. Scotty was the man. Well, think about Scottie this. I think I've shared this with you before, Coach. Okay, Brewer made three last-second shots to win games. Scotty made seven, and he never missed. Never <laughs> missed a game-winning shot. He had seven in the last minute to win games and never missed. Yeah, he, he was... Coach Scotty was quite, quite a sticker. Coach, hang on. We've got one more segment with the legend, Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks. 
Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. Rick, I've got a couple of questions. uh, Actually, three different questions for Coach Richardson, but before I do that, would you please talk about the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, please? Say again, giftyvonne, G-I-F-T-Y-V-O-N-N-E dot com. There are a lot of places you can give your money, and and Arkansas people are very, very generous, and uh, we're grateful for that. And again, Coach Richardson has had this foundation for years. His daughter Yvonne passed away uh, during Coach's second year at the University of Arkansas. It's been his goal to help families who are facing difficult situations because uh, he has done that. He's gone through it, and that's why the Yvonne Richardson Foundation was started. So you can be assured that uh, your tax-deductible gift will go to help someone who's truly in need if you'll give to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, giftyvonne.com. All right, Coach, this from our Gangster Museum of America Live Fin Feedback. Arky says... I remember reading about Coach Richardson's farm, where he often took players to visit. I found it so funny about the city boys being afraid of the animals while the country boys wanted to ride the horses. What a team builder. Please ask Coach to talk about that. You know, I I have always, as a little young kid, loved horses. Well, I, and I don't know why, because I, I never had a chance to ride one. I just used to see them uh, uh, cross the the, uh, the creek uh, where 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 we lived, and I always wanted to learn how. And I, and I never got that opportunity until I became an older man and, and was able to buy me a horse. And I and I got in got so interested in in, in getting horses and riding them that uh, I was trying to, to also, uh, when I start recruiting, if get a young man who's afraid of, just afraid of uh, a bigger animal, uh, show him that is the way you treat him and give, give, you know, it, it, it'll make you feel better about not being afraid of it. And at the same time, you can learn how to get on one of them and ride. And so... Most of all of our cookouts that we had, I had horses. Uh, we, I put them, I get them on uh, if I could. Some of them wouldn't, wouldn't vote, but a lot of them did. And so I've always uh, enjoyed uh, seeing people even ride a horse. <laughs> I cannot, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't imagine not wanting to climb on a horse. All right, uh, this from Mitch. He says, question for Coach. Here's one 
I've debated with my friends many times. Who wins a head-to-head game in their prime? The 1991 team versus the 1994 team. Oh, boy, that would be a, a tremendous basketball game because 91 was, 91 was a monster of a team. That team, I think, came short of being a Final Four team. Uh, got beat by, I believe we got beat by Kansas at, after having a 12-point lead at halftime. Uh, I, I thought that team had a, a possible chance of winning one. And, of course, the one in 94, they did win it. And so I, I just uh, – one day I'd, I'd have one team winning it, and the next day it'd be the other <laughs> team winning it. Uh, it, it. It would be a toss-up between those two teams. The only difference is, is that one of them showed that they could win it all, and that was the 94 team. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This from the 501. Coach Richardson sounds so good on the radio. Hashtag 40 minutes of hell. Um, coaches learn to like the radio. I think we've been a positive influence. Do you not think, Rick, on, on Coach liking, loving maybe, uh, coming on the radio with us? <laughs> well, we're glad he does, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Good for, good for us, good for him, I hope. I tell you, I, I enjoy it uh, a lot more than 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 anyone would know. But uh, when I when I get an opportunity to talk about some of the, the good times, and of course there has been some bad ones, but to be able to share stories of of, of some things that you will never never know or hear, I enjoy doing that because I think that's what it's all about. Is is um, when everything is said and done, you, you know you know how you felt about the game, and, and basketball did so much for me. As a uh, basketball gave me an education. Basketball brought me to Arkansas. Basketball took me to the junior college. It done so much for me, and and to give back, just talking about things of that nature is a, is a blessing. Mm. Sharing the love, coach. Sharing the love. All right, let's talk with Jim. Jim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson. I do, uh, Coach Richardson. Uh, yes, yes. I'll be I'll be brief, but I know you had your 82nd birthday last week, was it? Yes, sir. I'm about uh, eight years behind you, but mm-hmm. I have a. Russian boar razorback. It's black in color. It's a shoulder mount. And I wondered if you would like it either for your office or maybe sign it and auction it off for the uh, foundation for Yvonne. Absolutely. We'll take anything that you can and we'll, we'll do something. With it, yeah, it um, maybe positive. they'll give me your phone number or something. Well, yeah. let's, let's or an let's email do, where I can. Yeah, get let's in touch do this. Why don't you, uh, Randy, if you'll put him on hold, and if you will get his uh, get the caller's phone number, I'll call him and we'll work this out. Can we do that? Sure. 
I'll get it. I, I don't. I don't think Coach wants to put his number out on the air here. So uh, let's do that. So Damon, no, you get, no, you get, I, I wouldn't want get, him to. No, you get the caller's number and his name, and uh, I will call him tomorrow, and we'll we'll work this out. Super. Hang on, Jim. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jim. Russian boar. Wow. <laughs> well, at least at least he didn't offer you a live one. <laughs> I, I started to say, Coach, if you don't want it, I, I, I guess I'll take it. But uh, I'm not sure what I would do with it, but uh, that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Uh, let's see. Make sure I've got all the questions for Coach to make sure. Uh, I think we are actually caught up. Wow. That's uh, that? that's unusual. Well, it's good. Well, here we are in a new year, right? So... Not to be caught up. So, Coach, do you make resolutions, or do you worry about that at this stage of life? No. I've made so many resolutions over the 82 years, and I'm still waiting for them. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, just try to hopefully do a better job at whatever I do, do a better job at it. Coach, I made one to push away from the table quicker than what I do, but that I hadn't worked out quite yet. So, uh, well, still... that's not a resolution there. That, that's, that, I don't call that a resolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoy too much eating. Rick knows that. Uh, doesn't matter where I go, I try to make sure I have something to eat. So, uh, that's that's. You been... sound like me. I I like to eat myself too. So. That's why I said I would never make one about not eating. Because <laughs> I know I couldn't hold on to that one. Yeah, there are certain things we know better than to make a, uh, even if it's a resolution, you know, don't make it because you know you're not going to keep it. That's for sure. But uh, yeah. Rick was asking you, well, we're out of time, so I'll, I'll have to. Uh, well, I can't because it's only applicable to this upcoming Saturday. That's opening up. Southeastern Conference play. Coach, as always, always, it is a pleasure to talk with you, and we certainly look forward to next week. Thank you, Coach. You got it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. That is Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks to Slim Chickens for Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz Animal Cruelty. Spay and neuter your pet. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody. The Great American you smell that? That's the smell of men being men. I think I'm ready. On 1037 The Buzz, KBC Little Rock.